Hosting for Your Tech Life, proudly provided by Web Central. Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs and the internet. Information you want, want. all the help you need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Welcome, this is episode 255 of Your Tech Life. My name's Trevor Long, thank you for joining me. I'm here each and every week to discuss the latest in technology and also help you in your world of technology. This is your tech life, and if I can help you with something in your life, whether it's a question about something you want to buy, something you've just bought, or something that literally you don't understand, let me try and help you out. And uh, you can do that uh, just by simply going to the website, eftm.com.au, eftm.com.au. Send me an email, get in touch, and we'll try and help you out as best we can. Now, lots to talk about uh, on this week's show. Um, we're going to talk cricket. That's not a mistake. We're going to talk cricket. Uh, we're going to talk uh, broadband, 4K TVs, the internet, fitness trackers, Apple's car system, some Steve Jobs vision that perhaps never existed, uh, and a whole lot more. There's a stack to talk about. An interesting little advertisement that came in a regional newspaper about really good iPhone deals. And I want to know whether you've seen that same advertisement. So stay tuned for that one. All ahead here on Your Tech Life, and it's all thanks to the good people at Garmin. Garmin Satellite Navigation GPS Systems. Uh, They help keep the show free for you to download and listen to. Uh, So support them if you're looking for a Garmin GPS or GPS products. Look for Garmin as well as their fitness trackers and uh, wristwatches for golf and uh, any other activity if it involves sport or running or fitness, Garmin have you covered. Garmin.com.au. Let's get cracking. Right, well, I have been, shall we say, sitting on this story uh, for about four months. Uh, When Pioneer announced that they would sell um, aftermarket car stereo systems that would be compatible with Apple's CarPlay, I immediately rang them. I immediately said, I'm prepared to rip my Mazda 2 apart and uh, and put one of your systems in if I can try Apple Apple CarPlay. I was desperate. Um, I, I think this will be a game changer in, in automotive uh, technology. Uh, I had the unit installed, and uh, it's taken four months for uh, uh, Pioneer's CarPlay system to be certified by Apple. Um, they, they do things thoroughly at Apple. That's one thing we've learned here. But finally, last Friday, uh, I think it was the 6th of October, firmware was uh, released for Pioneer Stereo Systems, a select number of them, that would enable them for CarPlay functionality, and I immediately downloaded and installed that. Now, if you have one of the models that are um, that are CarPlay enabled, it's, um, it's actually a very easy process. Um, all you need to do is download the latest firmware, and then uh, you, you put it on a USB dongle, you put it in your car, you reboot your machine, and... Bob's your uncle. You get it done. It's 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 quite simple. It, it was a very nifty process. Um, there's three uh, units: the AVIC, AVIC, F60DAB, which is also digital radio, uh, AVIC F960DAB, and the AVHX8650BT. Now I have that one. Um, it is it's about a $1,200 um, car stereo plus uh, installation and whatnot. So. And, and to be clear, before we talk about Apple, it's a really important message that just because your car has some weird-looking entertainment system, 
doesn't mean you can't replace it. Now, the Mazda 2, if you've ever been in one, has these round circles and buttons. It's not at all a, you know, a traditional car radio that you could pull out and put in. But what you can get is these actual faceplates that basically replace the centre part of your dashboard. And it looks like a factory installation. It was unbelievable when I got it. I just thought it was amazing. So a very achievable thing to do. The only cars that I believe can't have a, a aftermarket stereo put them are the ones that within the touchscreen interface you also control things like your, uh, uh, your, your trip computer, perhaps your air conditioning and things like that. So my Holden Commodore couldn't do it because it has all its um, air conditioning functionality going through that center touchscreen. Anyway, the little EFTM Mazda 2 was upgraded and I got to have a play with it. CarPlay is spectacular. So if you have an iPhone and you have a car with CarPlay, and to be clear, there's going to be over 20 manufacturers that will will include CarPlay as part of their in-car entertainment systems in the future. Um, it, uh, it basically means that your stereo operates as normal. No phone plugged in, it's just a normal stereo. It might have CD, might have MP3, might have USB, might have Bluetooth, all those different things. Uh, it might even have its own kind of app radio situation like Holden's MyLink. But when you plug your phone in, it immediately detects an iPhone and switches to CarPlay mode. And CarPlay mode is an Apple-like interface. You see your Apple phone icon, music icon, maps icon, messages icon, now playing icon and, and an icon for the manufacturer that you're with. So Pioneer in my example to get you back out into the Pioneer interface. It's all there on the touch screen. Um, you can also have the podcast app and you can have the uh, Spotify, for example, at the moment. There'll be more third-party apps to come. But it's a genuine integration. It's a genuine two-screen experience. So when you're driving along and you're using the maps on your phone to navigate, the full map in 3D mode appears on the CarPlay screen in the center console. And the turn-by-turn directions appear on your smartphone. If you're listening to music, the track details will appear on the screen and the album art will appear on your phone. Um, you can have the system read your, your incoming text messages. Siri will read them out. You can reply and compose new ones. You can't read old messages. Uh, you can browse through your music library on your iPhone very easily. Um, the podcast app is excellent, thank goodness. <laughs> um, and if you're listening right now on CarPlay, A, awesome, B, take a photo and tweet it, um, because I'd love to have, have a look. Uh, it's fantastic. So, look, I've got to be honest, I'm suitably impressed with Apple CarPlay. Um, stoked that EFTM has uh, the first review in the world, frankly, of the Apple CarPlay system, and uh, I think you'll be interested to see how it operates. I've put a heap of photos, and including a video up now uh, on uh, on the website, eftm.com.au. Um, even visual voicemail works. So if you receive a voicemail on your phone that you, visual voicemail style, you can just click on and listen to, that also works in your car. So it is excellent, I have to admit. It is fantastic. So well worth checking out. Um, if you're if you've got a, a car that you're thinking about upgrading the stereo on, or you have one of those models of uh, Pioneer stereos, uh, check it out. It's um it's very cool. Uh, Apple CarPlay now available on Pioneer aftermarket systems and coming soon, probably next year, to um, other manufacturers uh, of um, of vehicles. They'll have this installed by default in many many cars. You're listening to Your Tech Life. do it all thanks to the good people at Garmin and the Garmin Approach S6 is a $499 golf watch and it is spectacular. This is a first of its kind GPS technology in the slimmest and lightest golf watch Garmin's ever made. It features swing metrics so you can see swing tempo, tempo training and swing strength 
So it actually can tell you the tempo of your swings. It can give you a uh, an audible tone to help you train into the right tempo for your swing. And it can tell you the strength of your swing. Uh, a dedicated course view button so you can see the, the where you are on the, on the course and, and how far the distance to the green is. It has precise distances for more than 30,000 international golf courses all built into the watch. No subscription, no fees. It's a slim, lightweight, feature-packed, high-resolution, colour touchscreen GPS golf watch with first-of-its-kind swing metrics. You've got to check it out if you're into golf, and you can do that at garmin.com.au. Thank you for listening. This is Trevor Long, Your Tech Life. Go to the website, eftm.com.au to get in touch or jump on Twitter at Trevor Long. G'day, Chris. G'day, Trevor. How you going, mate? Good, buddy. What can I do for you? Mate, I've got an issue. I've been looking everywhere for a fitness tracker. Yes. Found the perfect one. Got to my local Rebel store. Picked up the Garmin. I think it was Vivo, Vivo Fit. Vivo Fit, yep. Not a problem. Yep, beautiful. Everything I wanted to do on it. Tried it on. No, yep. And then just the issue I have with it is that being a delivery driver, a truck driver, I just am afraid that the band on it, if it gets caught on a box doing a delivery or something, I'm going to lose it. So I'm after something with a watch-style strap and something with a similar sort of features, mate. I, I, I mean, did you have a good, you know, did you muck around with it a fair bit to see whether you thought it was going to come off? Because I'm holding one of my hand yeah. here. And it's so a lot of these, Chris, and to describe for other people, a lot of these don't have the loop through that you're, you're talking about with a watch. They have the holes on one end of the strap and they have two kind of buttons that push through at the right um, point. Now, I'm pulling on one here that Fairnickham... I mean, I, I mean, I'm trying to pull. I just can't get it to come apart with you know the odd jiggling. Now, I don't know. I, I just don't think. You, I'm thinking about them now. I'm thinking jawbone. No, that that'll that'll come off easily if you if you knock it on something. Sony Garmin. Uh, I had a Fitbit here somewhere. Um, there it is. <laughs> I'm just literally looking behind me. Now Fitbit's the same. It's got the little got the little plugs in it. Um, they've all got those little plugs, mate. Um, yeah, it's just an issue, mate. I just if it gets snagged on a box, and I and I did put it on. They had one on display there. I tried it on with the guy there, and just if it gets caught on something, yeah, just I'm just afraid that it'll come off. To be honest, like. And what do you want to track? Yeah, I, what what do you want to track? Uh, basically, the steps my to get to my goals, my fitness goals. Yep. Um, also have the option of heart rate, which the Vivo Fit does. Yeah. Um, just just the basic sort of things, mate. Um. Nothing too out of the ordinary, but yeah, just just that's just a small fear I had was actually going out buying one and then just losing it. So, well, look, the only one I can recommend to you then is uh, is the Fitbug, and I, I say yeah. this only because it's the only one I can think of. Right now, the Fitbit is the same; it actually comes out of its band. Um, yep. The Fitbug I've actually reviewed it on the website. So if you if you go to EFTM and search for Fitbug, it's um mm-hmm. look, it's a little tiny. It's about the size of a 20 cent piece, but it's uh, you know six or seven millimeters thick, so it's a, it's a little little chip kind of thing. Now it, it fits yep. inside the strap, but and so you could wear it on the weekends, no dramas, even at night, whatever sleeping. But then when you get to work, you just pop it out of the thing and whack it in. You know the coin pocket on your pants, or yep, yep. put it put it there, and it's it's going to move with you. Then there's also a belt little belt clip for it. Um, okay, yeah. So maybe. Maybe what you want to do is is a bit of searching for fitness trackers uh, with a belt clip 
Because if they have a belt clip, that means they probably it'll also just come out and sit in your pocket if you want. Um, I wouldn't put it yeah. in, in just in my plain pocket. I'd put it in, um, you know, that little, as I say, the little coin pocket of your jeans or whatever you might be wearing, because then you no no worries about you know you go for a fiver in your pocket and you pull it out and you lose your your tracker again. Um, <laughs> you might find that even the Fitbit has some some form of uh, of extra kind of clip that you can use it for putting on the on the belt but again they the fitbit yeah. does come out of its kind of case and you could you could do that so i think you're probably better off looking at the the core options as you've talked about in fact yeah. off oh, i don't have the vivo fit within reach uh but i think the vivo fit comes out of its band as well because you can interchange the bands so okay. because you can buy different colored bands for them and so you just pop yeah. the thing out the band is literally just a piece of rubber that's there to hold it on your wrist so just pop it out of the band and whack it in your pocket while you're at work. Okay. I, I reckon that's no. the best solution. I, I think if you overthink yeah. it, you, you're probably going to do, do your head in. But, yeah, I wasn't aware that they come out of the band yeah. like that, mate. So, go, yeah. go and have a play with a, a Vivo Fit again and just ask them how yep. you change the band and, and wanna, you know, yep. ask to see it in a couple of different colours. And as you're changing the band, you realise it's just a little piece of electronic technology that you could put in your pocket. So I reckon that's the yep. solution, actually. Pop it out of your pocket because you know the Vivo Fit is the Vivo Fit's unbelievable because it it sets a goal. Now I've got the new Vivo Fit Vivo Smart they call it, which doesn't do what what you want. It doesn't pop out of the band, but it's unbelievable because it it shows you notifications for your phone calls, your emails, whatever else on on a screen on the wrist. But having oh, used that more than I have the Vivo Fit, I'm now convinced that Garmin's approach to to the fitness aspect of it in, in terms of driving and motivating you is, is quite strong. I, I put the thing on and it just by default said 7,500 steps and I went, good luck. And, um, and I didn't, <laughs> I didn't use it much that day. And, and immediately the next day it was down to, you know, five and a half thousand cause it knew that I was struggling. And then over time yeah. I've got it back up. It's now saying, you know, 7,200 now, now seven, and I did 13,000 steps on Saturday cause I mowed the lawns. And uh, yeah. <laughs> and bingo, it's it's asking me for eight thousand. So it's re- it does it. It motivates you and drives you to do that bit better. Um, and that's the, the new model, is it? The, they both do that. So the old Vivo Fit, which is still available, okay. it's, it's the one with the you know more than a year battery life. That yep. one does that as well, and it shows you on the screen on on the Vivo Fit your your target and your goal and how close you are to it. The new one, the Vivo okay. Smart, does all that. Plus, it does. It has a kind of screen where it shows you the time, the notifications from your phone, and synchronizes with your phone a lot easier. Uh, but it doesn't pop out of the band. So, if you lost that one, you'd call me up and call me and ask for you know making you buy something you lost. So I don't want that. <laughs> no worries. All right, mate. Well, good luck. I'll, I'll let me know what you end up buying, mate. Let me know what you do. No worries. Thanks for your help, Trevor. You can get in touch anytime. Thanks, mate. Cheers. And you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website EFTM. Talking technology without the jargon. Your Your Tech tech Life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. Your Tech Life, you can get in touch anytime. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au or jump on Twitter at Trevor Long. Now, no one is surprised, certainly not me, that uh, we love the internet. And more importantly, we're we're using it more and more. When I saw a release today that said uh, fixed line broadband usage had grown, I thought, well, I don't think there's many houses that don't have it, but then I realised we're talking about the amount of stuff we're doing, the amount of data we're downloading via the uh, our, our home and mobile broadband. And uh, to have a chat about that, man, uh, the principal analyst from Telsite, Fawad Fadagi, is on the line. G'day, mate. How are you doing? Good, thanks, Trevor. How are you? I'm very well. This is not 
it's not surprising really, is it? But it's it's always good to kind of put some numbers behind these things to really give us a sense that this is no laughing matter. The the internet is a really important part of our lives for whatever reason we're using it. You know, whether or not you're using that internet connection for telehealth or education or just streaming movies, uh, you know, it's not like there's many civic videos anymore or video easy. So there's there's a reason for these things. Fixed line end user broadband usage has grown 43% in the last year. It's you know, it's huge. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, the, the key thing is Australians are now using the internet mainly for their news and entertainment content. Mm. So whereas in the past we might have had a, a range of sources for that kind of um, information and entertainment, today we, we pretty much go to the internet first time and that's really um, boosting these numbers that we're seeing. 93% of downloads are done via our fixed line internet so that means you know that that cable coming into your home whether it's a piece of copper a piece of uh, high fiber cable that i've got you know the the, the telstra foxtel cable or whether you've got the nbn those downloads are growing enormously um with you know 93 percent versus 6.9 percent when you think about the hype around mobile broadband and the huge number of smartphones that are out there they they have the ability to do a lot but we are still relying on that home internet connection yeah, look, absolutely, Trevor. I think the, the interesting thing is we're still using mobile devices, but we're using it uh, with Wi-Fi, um, particularly in the home environment. And then we're just going into overdrive. We're downloading videos. We're, we're watching content online. And, and each of us individually have these devices in the home as well. So that's just multiplied by the number of people in the household. Now, my listeners are not surprised and, and are not unaware of my feelings on the NBN. I think it's a important piece of infrastructure. Um, uh, I've said a million times, if I was in government, I probably would have built a, a very fast train or something other than spend that money. But once the commitment was bipartisan to have a broadband network, it's something we have to support and it's something that's very important. And, and what's, what I worry about is how it may be slowing in terms of the rollout. When you look at people who are on the NBN, so those lucky sods, because I look at the map regularly and it never changes, not coming to me anytime soon, um, 77 gig a month they're, they're churning through because... They're finding a use for that for that internet data, that speed that they've got, which we've we've struggled to articulate, and that that's one of the things that the NBN argument lacked was actual use cases, other than all oh, downloading movies faster. So the NBN becomes a really important part of this mix, doesn't it? Look, I, I think so. I think that it's interesting because when it is available and, and faster speeds or more downloads are available. Consumers tend to use the services that they can um, even more aggressively. They might leave it on. They might choose the high-quality option or the HD option of a video mm. and so forth. So it, it's interesting. If you build it, people do tend to use it. Um, and so I think the, the numbers today would, would, would justify that. And we should say these numbers are, are from the Australian Bureau of Statistics Internet Activity Study in June. So it's not like this is, um, you know, we talk about a lot of studies here, you know, whether it's a, a phone company or someone like that putting out a survey of a couple of hundred people. This is a, 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 a large survey. This is a ABS data. But then what's really cool is, is you guys, uh, Telsite, do a lot of research. Your job in summary, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but your job is to is to analyse data like this, is to do research into these things so that you can help companies, uh, organisations and, and people who are trading in, in, in these companies understand where the growth is coming from. I look back at, I think it was your digital consumer study um, recently, something like 46% of people in Australia or households, you, you correct me, but have a tablet. 
That's right, and uh, it's only going to grow. And I think the, the the low cost of tablets these days, and the proliferation within the household, um, you know, they're the ultimate child mining device. You know, m- many families have multiple tablets. Um, you know, we we expect that tablet penetration will grow uh, up to about eighty percent of uh, the population by twenty eighteen. Wow. So, yeah, it's only going to continue to grow. Which is, not again, not unsurprising because I was looking at it recently. You know, there's $200 Windows tablets. These are not cheap Aldi tablets. These are at Target. These are made by Microsoft. So tablets, you know, we, we think of the iPad generally, but gee whiz, the number of tablets out there is growing and demand for them is growing because of the usage that are coming about. Uh, and I think what you made a point earlier about Wi-Fi. You know, we're using these mobile devices. They're mobile, but they're often... More, more often than not, probably tethered to a Wi-Fi network, whether it's at work or at home, to to do the big things um, uh, that we need for data, and that's the that's the problem with with the wireless versus fixed line conversation. If you relied um, any more than what we are today on wireless, we may see network load problems, speed uh, de- degradation. And that reliability on wireless would actually be a bad thing for the consumption of internet content, I think. Yeah, particularly um, when roaming outside of the home area, Trevor. I guess the the great thing is that um, carriers are looking at this Wi-Fi offload um, as a way of making sure that their networks aren't congested when people mm. are out, out, out and about and can experience you know, a similar kind of service to when they're at home. What are you? What, I mean, you're 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 literally analysing this space on a on a daily basis. It's a pretty exciting kind of world that you live in, obviously, and and you see a lot of change. You see a lot of growth in these areas. Are there things that today are still surprising you with with the way we adopt technology or the technology that's being adopted? Uh, look, Trevor, well, I have a great job. We, you know, we we analyse a lot of the trends. We we do continuous research, and more importantly, we forecast what's happening in the marketplace, you know, whereas the ABS looks historically, we try to look a little bit ahead. Mm. And what's remarkable is that with every new technology iteration, whether it's, you know, smartphones or iPads or tablets and, and, and the wearable computers that we're starting to see emerge, adoption tends to get faster and faster. So Australians' love affair with, with technology seems to um, have accelerated, if you like, over the last few years to the point that, um, you know, we, we often um, head into technology parts, you know, without too much thinking about how, we, how we're going to use these products. Um, so it, it's remarkable and I really enjoy looking at it. A question without notice, and I don't expect you to know stats, but globally, where does Australia fit? I mean, we we always talk about ourselves as being early adopters and all that kind of stuff. Are we? I mean, is is it that we are just a really good test market for for companies, or is it that we really do adopt technology in such a rate that it is somewhat financially, you know, beneficial for companies to to come to Australia earlier and faster with their products? Um, how do we how do we figure worldwide? I think we do quite well. If you look at Apple, for example, we were one of the first eight countries that they rolled out yeah. um, the iPhone 6 in. I think we've got a perfect storm of a, an economy that is reasonably well by global standards mm. and you know a, a, a well-educated and relatively um, rich society, if you like, compared mm. to many places around the world. And that just makes us a great breeding ground for, for vendors to, to bring their products here and, and test them out. And often um, we see um, even higher penetration of certain technologies in Australia than, than the country of origin. So that's that's really remarkable. Well, mate, it is. Uh, it's remarkable, and I actually really like the point that you make about you know bringing the ABS data together with your research because it gives us that totalitarian view. It's a it's a look at a period of time backwards 
and forwards. Obviously, it's a forecast. It's a prediction. It's not a guarantee, but it allows us to do at least some modelling around how things need to change. And I think when we look at this fixed line broadband usage, it shows the importance of a strong um, strategic plan around the NBN that says this is at least what we need to be aiming for um, and so that, so that the country, you know, those people here in this rich and, and uh, early adopting country are able to continue to take advantage of, of a great technology like the internet. So I guess the, the excitement continues over the years ahead and uh, I certainly, I'm not going to hold you to it, but I'm certainly looking forward to 2018 and seeing what happens in Australia if we get to 80% tablet penetration. That, that's a huge number. Oh, look, uh, Trevor, it's, it's, it's still lower than computer penetration in, in mm. Australia. So, you know, if we see it as a replacement technology or a technology that is kind of, um, you know, people are upgrading to tablets rather than new computers, then it, it's, it's not unreasonable to get to that kind of level. Yeah. I guess our, our thinking is to, to kind of have a balanced view of the future, but also take into account, you know, what, what consumers tell us in, in our surveys as well. And we see a lot of demand for, for tablets in particular. Yeah, good man. All right, thanks for the chat. We should chat again, mate. I really enjoy it. No, anytime, Trevor. It might sound crazy what I'm about to say. But Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Uh, go to the website, eftm.com.au, anytime. Um, send me an email. I got an email from Barry, and I, I wanted to get him on the line, but he's, he's not at home tonight. But um, very interesting. Very, very interesting email. Uh, it says, hello, Trevor. I was about to place an order for an iPhone 6, 1000 bucks, 64 gig from an Apple store, um, for my wife to replace her iPhone 4. When I heard about the bending, I thought I'd wait a week or two. On Friday last, on page 34 of the Illawarra Daily Mercury, which is down in Wollongong, just south of Sydney, a company advertised a full-page ad for numerous iPhones and quoted $600 for the identical iPhone 6, 64 gigabytes. They're an overseas company who promised three-day delivery via FedEx. Google hasn't helped. $400 offers a great deal. But for that price, I suspect something can you investigate. Barry, it's a bloody good point. And your suspicions, I think, are spot on. I, I don't know that they're dodgy or anything, but, geez, I'd be running a million miles from it. It's, it's, Barry sent me a scanned copy of this ad, Fair Income, full-page ad in the Illora Mercury, which, oh, I mean, they've paid money for that. Anyway, I'll, I might write a story about this. I don't know. I'll, I'll see. It says, offer promo, offer promo, offer promo. Buy three, get free shipping. Buy five, get one free, plus free shipping. Uh, Apple iPhone 6 Plus, 16 gig, $700. Apple iPhone 6, 16 gig, $550. It is a very good deal. Samsung phones listed there. They've got a picture of the Apple Watch. It says, why buy from us? We're a gold supplier and verified member in European Union sales. Privacy is assured. Our price is a second to none. Secure transaction guarantee. We ship Monday through Saturday. Um... Oh, yeah, 100% official authorised dealer. 
100% brand new, inbox guaranteed. I mean, sounds dodgy to me. What do you reckon? Sound a bit dodgy to you? I thought we'd give them a call. I don't know. They've got a they've got a Sydney number, um, so they say. It. No, it's a Brisbane number because it's 07. Uh, I'm going to type it in here. Let me just check the number. I don't want to dial some random. Seven three one two. Da ba da ba. Let's see what happens here. Um, it doesn't actually have a shop name. Moon Solutions TP. Let's see what happens. See if they answer. International diversion on a local number because that's not that's not an Australian ringtone. <laughs> Buy five get one free. Six iPhones for the price of like two. They're not answering. I don't want my business. Vetti ora collegati al servizio di segreta telefonica. La casella vocale dell'abbonato è al momento piena. La preghiamo di riprovare più tardi. Grazie per la sua chiamata. Thanks for your time. So it sounded a lot like an Italian um, voicemail there. So interesting. I'd love to know if you've seen these ads. It says mobile made simple. Moon Solutions seems to be the company name. Um, I'm going to try one more number here because there's a uh, um, uh, English number, it looks like. Plus 44 is England, isn't it? Um, let's, let's, see if it's, let's see if it goes the exact same place. It's just that these prices are ridiculous. I, I don't know how they can legally have these prices. Amazing. Sounds like the same ringtone, funnily enough. <laughs> Bravo! Do you think um, think we get the same answer here? I suspect so. That's what I suspect. Meanwhile, on Twitter, Ed Husick used the word Raz. So old school, Ed. Ah, yes. All right, thanks for your time. Grazie. So, look, if your local newspaper, I don't expect this in the Daily Telegraph, but if your local newspaper is doing this, you need to, you need to tell me. I need to know about it. Go to the website, send me an email. Uh, here's how they take orders. Whatever this. So if you're ready to buy, email us with your complete order and your full shipping info, including full name, address, and phone number. Uh, identity theft... Um, so, yeah, interesting. Um, but I just want to know whether they're running, running these ads anywhere else. So let me know what you see and what you know, uh, and we'll chase it up. You're listening to Your Tech Life with Trevor Long, and you can get in touch. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. This is Your Tech Life. You can get in touch anytime. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Now, if I said you Cricket Australia signed a big new contract today, you'd be thinking Michael Clark. You'd be thinking any number of players, but I'm not talking about players at all here. In fact, this is off the field, but very much related to the way you consume your love of cricket. And uh, it's a very important thing for uh, for, for fans and for, for sports, sporting bodies to... Uh, change the way that we interact with with sport these days uh, and to talk about that executive general manager of media communications and marketing for cricket for cricket australia uh, ben um, Afio is on the line g'day mate how are you doing 
Hi, Trevor. How are you doing? Mate, really good. So today I got a press release, and I'll, I'll be honest, um, didn't strike me as one that I would normally talk about because it's, it's one of those back, back-end deals, but it actually has a lot of importance for cricket fans. Accenture is a huge company, and, uh, mm. and you've signed them as official digital technology partner, um, growing on what they've done for you already, which was provide streaming last year. What, what for the fans, is this kind of deal, how, how important is this for fans? Uh, very important, hopefully, um, and hopefully fans will see the fruits of uh, the labour that's uh, been um, occurring over the past few months with our people from Accenture Plus, people from Cricket Australia as well from our SEA digital team. They've been working on new apps and new websites and um, hopefully uh, when we launch, in, um, we'll probably launch in about the end of October, the start of November, um, fans will be able to engage with our new apps and websites and as good as they were last summer we're hoping that we're even bigger and better next year because um, the, the, so the way we interact with with sport generally has changed enormously just in the last few years and uh, uh, being in the media I understand there's a lot of uh, big changes in in the in the back office essentially you know you've got a, a digital team uh, the AFL have a huge digital team mm. you're literally creating content based on you know the activities you're doing the games the matches whatever they might be and and making that available often directly to consumers but it's changed the way we we deal with sport because it used to be that you had two options you go sit on the hill or you'd flick on the TV but if the TV was you know, if it was in your town, you couldn't watch it. So it's cricket, mm. as an example, has changed phenomenally since I was a boy. Yeah. And it's now the point where I can be anywhere and just turn on my phone and not only get the yeah. score, but, but watch a live stream. And it's important that's not only good quality, but reliable. Yeah, it's a, it's, look, it's a great point you raise. And um, just as you were describing it, I was sort of harking back to when I was a kid and know how <laughs> I used to consume cricket, which was black and white TV back in those days. <laughs> I'm showing my age. Um, there was no such thing as websites back then. But, um, <laughs> you know, and you had to wait a day for the newspapers to come out the next day to sort of co- get the coverage of the following day. But, yeah, yeah the, the world has changed and, and, and we have to, all sport and cricket is included, uh, we have to change with the times. Um, you know, people, fans want access to great content 24 hours a day on multiple different devices wherever they are. Mm. And and so as a sport, we need to be able to provide that for them. Social media is a good example of that, really, isn't it? Because yeah. you think about you've got not only official channel messaging, you've got players that are tweeting and Instagramming stuff. And I guess one of the, I don't know, I haven't seen the website, but I'm sure one of the core components of, of a new website would involve social and the ability to bring together all the content that has been created by your own employees, let alone your, your, your individuals on the teams so that a fan can have kind of a one-stop shop, a one-stop place to find these things. Because it's often that we, and I, I say you and I basically, uh, you know, we know what social media is, but there's millions of people in the world who've never logged onto Twitter. And if you can make mm. that content visible to them online, you start to really open it up to a whole group of new people. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the, I mean what you'll see with our new websites... We're making it even easier for fans to not just engage with us via the website, but also be able to share content. So if they see a little grab, a little a photo or a story or a highlight that they like, they just with the click of one button, they'll be able to share that uh, with their friends, whether that's via Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or what have you. We'll have a rolling uh, Twitter feed through the site and all the rest of it. Um, so yeah, we, we, we're trying to make sure that we've got every base covered 
so that no matter what device you're on, wherever you are, um, around the clock, you'll be able to get access to not just Australian cricket, but global cricket. And that'll be the other mm. thing that we're enhancing as well is our coverage of cricket won't be... It won't be just about the Australian team. Of course, we'll feature the Australian team and concentrate on that, but we'll cover all cricket um, globally around the world. Do you think, harping back to when we were kids watching the Channel 9 coverage, I I remember Mm. quite clearly when graphics started appearing on the screen and, Mm. you know, stats and things. I remember the Unisys logo. It was, it's kind of etched in my mind. It just appeared and we didn't know why that was there. But Mm. I, I would guess that back then, we're talking 80s, or earlier, that was a deal very similar to this in, in the Halcyon days where, you know, Unisys probably provided the technology that made it possible for cricket, let alone Channel 9, to have this level of detail. And this deal with Accenture is really along those lines, isn't it? It's a way of saying we've got to have partners like this in this technology space so that we can bring you the right stuff. Otherwise, you're just going to get whatever we can, whatever we can churn out by typing into a computer. Yeah, and, that's, and you did right. And that's, that's the benefit of being... Um, coupled with an organisation like that, which is a global player when it comes to uh, digital technology. Um, they'll be helping us provide enhanced digital experiences for the fans, um, you know, with the, uh, with, and also bring the sort of their intelligence around analytics and uh, content management and, and those sorts of things. And as you, you talked about before, they, they've already providing our, our streaming service last year. So it, all of this goes to making sure that we improve the fan experience. You know, we want our fans to um, engage with cricket, to enjoy the content, to share the content, to really immerse themselves in, in cricket and, 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 and enjoy the experience. And we'll have new camera angles and we'll have li- a new live match sort of uh, game day experience. We'll have live Q&As and um, lots of blogging going on. And we'll obviously be doing at-match social media integration and, you know, just a whole bunch of sort of pre-, during and post-match content for people to, to really, really, if, they, if they're into it, uh, really consume. You can immerse um, yourself, much, yeah. Yeah, immerse, immerse themselves as much quicker they want to. So, so the, the season itself outside of the technology, um, we've kind of hit this peak now. Uh, AFL Grand Final's done, NRL Grand Final's mm-hmm. done, Bathurst yeah. next weekend. That, for me, yeah. is kind of a pretty big, pretty big three weeks. Um, so the focus now shifts to, to cricket. What's on the what's on the cards on the field? Who are we, who's who's touring and uh, and who have we got up yep. Test match and one day wise this season. So what what's happening at the moment is we have the Manador One Day Cup, uh, which is our, our state based um, teams playing in the One Door competition, and that's being played in Brisbane and Sydney as we speak. So all the teams are battling out for that, and that's an important competition for us because. Any players that sort of really shine through that competition will obviously stick their hand up yeah. for a, a possible inclusion in the World Cup. Mm. Um, and uh, that's not until February next year, but um, this is this is the season um, where the, the eyes will, that our selectors' eyes will be uh, very, very closely fixed on, on the performances of the players leading up, leading up to that World Cup. In between then and, and then and now, we have um, the South Africans are coming out for um, uh, T20s and one-day competitions throughout November. We then go into a four-match test series against the Indians. And then off the back of that, we'll have a tri-series with India and England. So the English, English team's back again. So India, England and us will be in a tri-series, one-day tri-series. Uh, and then off the back of that, straight into the World Cup, which starts on Feb 14, and that'll go right through until the March March 29. 
Boxing Day um, test is Australia and India. Uh, Boxing Day test is Australia and India, and the New New Year's test is uh, Australia and India. Um, that goes to Sydney in the traditional spot, so that'll be Jan yeah. 3, the battle start. Um, and obviously we'll be in Brisbane and Adelaide prior to those two tests with the Indians as well. Sounds huge, and uh, the good news is that um, once once you've got the app, you'll you'll have direct access to all of it, plus obviously your, your normal live um, media coverage on Channel 9, ABC and uh, yeah. Fairfax stations across the country. Yeah, absolutely. Fairfax Radio um, are going to be covering all the cricket, this uh, bigger coverage than they had last year, which is very exciting to have Fairfax Radio covering um, all the cricket this year. Um, BBL, uh, the test matches, the ODIs, the T20s. Of course, I didn't even mention the BBL, which <laughs> starts uh, December 18, and that'll run right through until the end of January on, on Channel 10. So uh, we're looking forward to that too. We've got some huge international names joining our great um, BBL players as well this year. I think we've already seen Jacques Callops will be going to the Sydney Thunder. Thunder. I think the Renegades are talking to Dwayne Bravo. Of course, Kevin Peterson, who's, whose book comes out in the recent story. <laughs> a lot of conjecture about that, that book already, but the book comes out later this week. But uh, where he's absolutely taking a swipe at uh, the ECV and some of his, his former teammates, but he will, he'll be suiting up for the, the Green Machine and the Melbourne Stars, so um, lots of excitement this summer. Great stuff. Congratulations on uh, getting a, a big technology partner on board, and I look forward to seeing the apps and the websites as they roll out uh, as the summer approaches. Ben, thanks for the chat, mate. Good on you, Trev. Well... Um, I had a bit of a think recently, that was that grinding noise you heard, um, about how amazing the technology that comes across my desk is. And I mean that genuinely. I still am blown away by the most basic of things, which we, we kind of are starting to take for granted. And I, what I did, I, I went back and I watched Steve Jobs present the keynote in 2007 at Macworld where he announced the iPhone. Now, he, he, what he talked about, it was, it was a brilliant keynote, br- just brilliant. There'll probably never be one like it, where he talked about the, he teased, in fact, a widescreen iPod with touch controls. Great, great device, sounds good. He, he, he teased a revolutionary mobile phone. Wow, the crowd thought. And he teased a breakthrough internet communicator. And, uh, and it, was, it was excellent. But then he said, that's all just one device. And we're calling it the iPhone. And some of the things they talked about, and I've written about this at EFTM. You can check it out. The things that Steve Jobs could never have imagined the iPhone would be able to do. Because he talked about touchscreen music, cover flow in the artwork, visual voicemail, rich HTML email, a fully usable web browser, Google Maps, and widgets of weather and stocks. Wow, how exciting. But that's nothing. Just nothing. Seven and a bit years later, thought, what are the things that the iPhone, let alone smartphones, can do that Steve Jobs couldn't have imagined? Now, Bluetooth music is, is probably at the very edge of this. He probably knew this was coming. Sonos and the like were around then. But that was different. That was a proprietary system. You can now pick up a speaker, and I've got tens of them here, um, and just pair it with your phone and play music on the other side of the room. It becomes a social experience. It's unbelievable. So I don't think he would have foreseen that. Being able to turn your lights on at home from anywhere in the world, 
With the Belkin Wemo system, I can turn my lights on when I'm downstairs, upstairs, at work, on the other side of the country, on the other side of the world. That's amazing. I can change the colour of the lights in my home with the Philips Hue range of products. That, that's sensational, and I, I recommend you check that out. I can open the front door of my house with my iPhone with the Kivo front door deadlock. Open the front door of your home. You can track your sleeps and your step with these accessories like the Garmin Vivo Smart, the Jawbone Up, the Fitbit. You can get a real-time ECG with an accessory that monitors your heart rate and displays an ECG on the screen. I can change the temperature in my home with my Actron air conditioner. I can just be anywhere in the world and I can change the temperature, turn the thing off, turn the thing on, change the rooms that are being air conditioned. I can monitor a pot plant (laughs) or a plant in my garden with the Parrot Flower Power. I can see exactly how much water that plant needs. It'll tell me because it has a database that says, you know what, this plant is getting 10% water, it needs 15. Give it more. I can locate my car. Car Lock is the system I've been trialling. It's on the website. Easy to use. You can see exactly where my car is. We're going to be able to pay with just tapping our phone for petrol and groceries. I don't think you saw that coming. You can call a cab, right? You can be standing out the front of your work or your home, open up an app and see how many cabs are around you, let alone hail one and pay within the app. The gaming, I'm not sure he foresaw the gaming that could occur. Scrabble is my favourite. It's amazing that you can have an iPad in the centre of the table as the board and each player can have an iPhone with their tiles on it and you can flick the tiles onto the board. I just think... The games, the immersiveness of those things is, is, is stunning. The, there's an app called Look Tell Money Reading. You hold a, a note up to your phone and it tells you by reading, it just looks at the notes and knows what it is, tells you the currency and the amount. So for the vision impaired, that's amazing. We can remotely control nearly anything in our home. <laughs> Um, games, apps, whatever they are, devices. You've got flying drones. We've got remote control cars. We've got helicopters. You can ro- you can remotely control anything with an iPhone. There are baby monitors now, where the camera sits up near the baby, but your phone becomes the uh, the monitor. The 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 camera displays a color picture of your child. Don't forget Siri. Cross, you can press a button on your phone and say, "What's the weather going to be like tomorrow?" You know what I mean? That. We, we can't lose track of how big that is. You know, that seems like a simple thing. But, you know, it's quite stunning when you think about it. We should give that a try. I mean, let's, let's do that here. Let's, what's the weather like tomorrow? It's not looking good tomorrow. Down to 12 degrees Celsius and raining. There you go. Not looking good. <laughs> I mean, the fact that I can do that just by touching a button is brilliant. Oh, I think fantastic. It's still got a long way to go too, that technology. And probably a, a simple one, the, the eye grill. Have you seen this? It's a, it's a, a, a thermometer for your, for your steak that not only displays the temperature, but also using an app can remind you and alert you wherever you are in the home and actually give you cooking advice. And a most recent addition to this list for me is the toothbrush. I have an Oral-B Smart toothbrush that connects to my iPhone. It tells me how well I'm brushing. 
Am I brushing enough? Am I brushing regularly? Am I brushing the right areas of my mouth? Unbelievable. I just don't think you could have foreseen those things. So um, I'd love to know if there's things in your life that um, that, are, that meet that category. Could Steve Jobs has for, have foreseen that thing that you're doing with that phone? Let me know. Jump on the website. Go go and send me an email. EFTM.com.au And you're listening to Your Tech Life. My name's Trevor Long. Get in touch anytime you like. 1-800-157-157 or go to the website EFTM.com.au as Constance. G'day, Constance. Hello. How are you, Trevor? I'm well. What can I do for you? Look, I've had a problem since I've uh, purchased a, uh, a 4K, a TCU 4K smart TV. Nice. Um, I got the size, you know, 55 inch because mm. I wanted that. So I wanted a smart TV so that I could also access the internet. Sure. When I purchased it, the, um, the salesperson, can I say it, Harvey Norman? Yeah, go if you like. Right. Um, said that I could use, and I specifically asked this before I purchased it, could I use my little um, USB internet dongle? I've got a, a Telstra one. Hmm. I've also got Vodafone. Yep. But, um, okay, so when I got home, it doesn't work. So I, I When you say it doesn't work, are you, you literally trying to put, so you've got a, have you got a laptop computer? Is that what you've got? I've got a laptop computer, mm-hmm. but I've also got a tablet. Okay, How, and when you right. when you want to get on the internet on the laptop, do you plug the USB dongle into the laptop? Oh, oh yeah. When I when I use the laptop, I do. Yeah. Yes, and when you're on the tablet, how do you get on the internet? Uh, well, the tablet, I've I've got the sim sim in it. Right. Yes. Okay. I just want to check what you've got there. That's okay. So you've got the right. little Telstra USB when you want to use your laptop, and you thought you were told by the sales rep that you would be able to plug that USB directly into the TV. That's right, because it says Wi-Fi, and I thought, silly me, um, my laptop says Wi-Fi, and I mm. can use the USB internet dongle on that. Mm. So I thought I could do the same with that. And Absolutely not. I mean, it's yeah. just, I'm, I'm appalled that you even were half convinced that that was possible by, by, by the retailer, because there's just yeah, no, I can't think of a single device other than a laptop or a, or a desktop computer that you can plug that USB dongle into and get on the internet. Not, not, oh. it just, it's just, no, that just doesn't happen with a television. So the way a TV works is you either plug a physical cable into the television if you've got a you know, home broadband internet, which you clearly don't, or if you've got a Wi-Fi network at home, right, a Wi-Fi network, your TV will scan and kind of look for that network and then you can ask it to connect. But you don't have a Wi-Fi network at all. You've got a USB dongle that directly connects a laptop to the internet via wireless internet. There's no Wi-Fi network in your home at all. Um, right. So well, Also, that, I tried, that was a 4G um, Telstra dongle I tried. Yeah. But I've also got a 3G USB Wi-Fi. USB, and though. Dongle, and I thought, trying that, mm. it might work. So, no? when you, is it still USB? you still got to plug it into the computer? So when, oh, well, put in the... In the um, now, forget the TV. TV. Forget the TV so for I now. I tried both. Forget I the TV. Both. With this USB Wi-Fi thing, when yeah. you want to use that on the computer, how do you use it? You plug it into the computer? 
Yes, just plug it into the USB port. Yeah, and how's that different to your other one? Um, well, the idea is that I can use other devices connected to it. I can use it as a Wi-Fi hotspot. You can use that as a Wi-Fi hotspot, can you? Right. Well, that's that's definitely the one to use, but it needs to be plugged into your computer, right? And your computer needs to be on the internet with that USB plugged into it, and then you turn on your TV and do a search for Wi-Fi. All right. Does that make sense? Uh, if I was just plugging it into the USB port. No. On the TV. Correct. It that's... was doing a search, and it came up with all these other networks, and then... After trying it a couple of times, it did come up with the one that had the correct address. So again, let's 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 take the uh, let's take the TV out of the equation and talk through this. You know, for you, if you've got that that Wi-Fi hotspot dongle in your laptop, and it's turned yeah. on and it's connected to the internet, and you've got your iPad, do you know how to connect your iPad to that hotspot? Yes. That's yes. Ex- so, and not using the SIM card on the iPad. That's how you connect your TV. You go to your settings. You go to Wi-Fi. What's the Wi-Fi network called? Okay, yeah. So that's what you've got to do. Now, if I was you, I'd go to a Telstra store and I would ask them for a new device, if you can afford it, right? Maximum mm-hmm. 150 bucks. I've got one here. It's an unbelievable device. It's called a, a Ultimate Wi-Fi. But the thing is, it's not USB, so it doesn't need to be plugged into a computer to be working. It's a little box the size of like a cigarette packet, if you like. And, and mm-hmm. it, it just, as long as it's got power and it's got battery, so it'll last 10 hours without being plugged in. But you can actually just sit it in your home and it will constantly be creating a Wi-Fi network for you that your TV, your laptop and your tablet can connect to. I think you want to go and get from Telstra an actual Wi-Fi hotspot that is not mm-hmm. USB. Okay, and I think if you said to them, if you said to them, I don't want to have to plug it into the computer, I just want something that my TV, my laptop and my tablet can connect to, that's what they'll sell you. Right, now, what power one? Is there any particular one you suggest? Oh, look, tell you what, um, if you go to my website, I reviewed this new Telstra one only a few days ago, so it'll be on the home page. Look for the Telstra Wi-Fi hotspot review. It's... um, Mm -hmm. It's excellent. It's a simple little thing, and if you wanted to spend a little bit of extra money, they've got a like a docking station for it, so you could sit this dock like on your kitchen bench, and it's got power all the time. Then it creates a better Wi-Fi network. A great little device. In fact, you could put it next to the TV and plug the TV directly into it because with a cable. Um, so have a look on the website eftm.com.au. Have a look for the Telstra um, 4G hotspot review. I did it only a few okay. days ago. Um, that's I'll do that. The, print it out and ask for that one at a Telstra store. Great. Thank you very much, Trevor. All right, I think we got there in the end. Um, I, I think you got maybe you got 50% good advice then at the retailer. It wasn't terrible, but um, I, I would have I would have been a much more clearer with you. But anyway, mm. you, you're, you're going to okay. get there, I think. All right. Good luck with it. Right. Now the, the other alternative is only just having the home-based network. Well, so, yeah, but if if you don't need it, look, be, just be wary. Um, you, watching television content uses a lot of data, and wireless internet, so your Telstra 4G is not mm-hmm. a not an affordable way to use a lot of data. It's a great way to use data bits and pieces now and then, but if you're downloading gigabytes and gigabytes and gigabytes a month because you're watching a lot of ABC iView or SBS On Demand or whatever it might be, then yes. you need to consider getting a home internet connection. 
I think I'll wait till NBN is connected. <laughs> is that coming to you ne- nearby or soon? No, not 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 in the foreseeable mm, future. Yeah. I think my brother-in-law said that it might be about eighteen months. Oh, you, that sounds positive. <laughs> do you, is there is there Foxtel in your area? Oh yes, there's Foxtel. Yeah. Is it Foxtel cable um, or satellite? Is there a big black cable I, running? I don't know the difference. I don't know the difference. I've got a li- It was installed once at my place. I and think it's a little dish. I know. On the outside. Oh, there is a little dish. Is there? No, oh, that's yep. no good. Just, to, just the last thing I'll get you to do when you're on the internet next, go yes. and and search on Google for uh, Telstra cable availability check. Now, cable internet is absolutely awesome. It's what I've got. It's the same cable that Foxtel is delivered through. Um, but just do a check whether tel- whether Telstra or Optus cable is available in your area. Because let me tell yeah. you, Constance, if it is, you're not getting yeah. the NBN. Malcolm Turnbull won't let NBN Co. put new fibre in your street if you've already got cable. Because cable is darn good. There's no need to get fibre. So I would check that. All right. So check if you've got cable in the home. Right. Okay. Good. Telstra about that other... You've got lots of homework, Constance, and I expect to hear back from you, and I'll be marking you uh, in the next couple of weeks, okay? I'm sure you will be, Trevor. <laughs> Good on you, Constance. I'll keep listening. Thanks for getting in touch. And I'll look at you then. Good Thank on you. Thank you very much, Trevor. Thank you, and uh, you can get in touch as well if you've got questions, problems, or whatever it might be. Uh, as Constance said, we'll try and help you out, and uh, you can get in touch. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for your attention uh, this week on Your Tech Life, episode 255. Back again next week with another episode. More to talk about. There's always news and technology. There are rumours of an Apple iPad event in the next couple of weeks. So we shall only wait and see. And um, uh, stay tuned. Uh, Keep an eye on my Twitter feed if you want to keep in touch with what I'm up to, where I'm going and where I'm reporting because uh, so much going on in the world of technology. And hopefully we're going to preview some of those great gadgets I talked about earlier that smartphones can now control and and enable uh, sometime this week or next on the Today Show. So stay tuned to my Twitter feed uh, to keep in touch and say good day. I love hearing from you and uh, tweet me or email me. doesn't matter what it is. This is Your Tech Life. Thank you for your support and thank you to Garmin for their ongoing support and uh, keeping the show free. Garmin.com.au But you can go to my website, eftm.com.au Get in touch, say good day. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long.